Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Michael Reed on LMFM. Geraldine Byrne-Nason is one of Ireland's leading diplomats. She's worked as Director of Governance at the OECD in Paris, head of Ireland's National Forum on Europe. She's been Deputy Permanent Representative to the European Union, Second Secretary General to the Department of Antichoc. She's been the Irish Ambassador to France and Monaco and today is Ireland's Ambassador to the United Nations in New York. A native of Drogheda, Ambassador Byrne Nason returns to her hometown and will attend an event at Our Ladies College in Green Hills where she attended secretary school and where she will be conferred with the freedom of Drogheda today. And Ambassador Geraldine Byrne Nason is on the line with us. And a very good morning to you, Ambassador, and thanks uh, for joining us here on uh, the programme uh, this morning. I, I take it this is uh, an achievement uh, that you relish. Good morning, Michael. Indeed, I have to say the honour today is probably the biggest personal and professional honour that I've ever had. So I'm not just excited, but I I will admit I'm very humbled by it. You know, you're always uh, put a premium on the respect of your own, your own family, your own friends, your hometown. So this couldn't be better. I'm thrilled. You've been around the world many times and back, uh, but I take it you return to Drogheda on a a regular basis. And uh, in fact, you were in your old school a year ago. Absolutely. Um, Coming home for me is coming to Drogheda, to be very frank. And last year, I was delighted to be uh, in Drogheda for the Global Ireland Schools Programme, where I was uh, in both uh, Green Hills, uh, my old uh, stomping ground, and in uh, the Grammar School, where I had an opportunity to talk to the most extraordinary uh, group of young students about, basically, about their views about what the global challenges are we face. This is a programme that uh, brings both uh, Irish diplomats, members of the Defence Forces, peacekeepers were supported by the Department of Education as well as Foreign Affairs. In having an opportunity to talk to the people who matter, in my view, young people, about uh, Ireland's role in this really challenging, changing world we're involved in. So I was thrilled to be there last year in Green Hills and Grammar. And now, uh, this evening when I go back, I know I'll meet again some of uh, the young colleagues. The young, I look at them as colleagues, mm. I use that term, mm. but I, it's how I think. 
because I think that the uh, initiative, and we're seeing that internationally, the initiative for some of the solutions that we're struggling to find is now emerging from both uh, young people and I will say also from women. So gender and youth are two untapped sources for solving some of our problems and I'm thrilled that that kind of deeper understanding we need uh, to solve the problems is now coming from there and I'll have a chance today uh, hopefully to see the UN flag I brought there last year and the the UN charter still in the school and that the young people have maybe been a little bit inspired by that event. Yeah, young people are very impressive uh, these days, aren't they? Especially in terms of the interest that they take in uh, the environment and leaving a a planet uh, that their children can inherit from them Uh, and disappointed it would seem with governments not just here but uh, around the world Uh, and I'm sure you've been hearing some of uh, that disappointment from uh, the young people and the concern that they would have hearing the Taoiseach for example say that we're a laggard in terms of achieving our climate targets. Well, look, I mean, the truth is no one internationally has managed to do enough. And that's the reality. The Paris Climate Accord that we were very much part of negotiating and signing up to is the best we've done so far, but it's not good enough. And we need to move to rise to the occasion, literally. Mm. Now, in the UN, I have to say this year, Ireland, uh, in September, took the lead in the Youth Climate Summit because, for the reason you yourself say there, Michael, youth are now dissatisfied with the kind of solutions my generation has failed to to find. And I believe that working with them directly, um, involving youth in the discussions, not just sort of walking around youth, but we all know about Greta Thunberg, but she's just the, the front of a huge body of very active and engaged young people. And Ireland actually led on something, I'll just take one minute if I may to describe it to you, called the Quangesh, a pledge, a word from the Marshall Islands and an Irish word, gesh, a, a promise, a pledge, that governments would engage with young people designing climate policy. It's not just climate, it's not just environment, and I think this is why young people are correctly concerned about it. Climate is linked to fundamental issues like ensuring people can grow food in the most difficult parts of Africa. People who can't grow food leave where they live and migrate. They are seduced easily by people who have arms to offer to ensure that they can move. You know, desperate people looking for food are are faced with desperate solutions. We know that breeds a big insecurity. Um, I'm in the UN every day listening to my wonderful colleagues pleading for help. A man, an ambassador from Mali, for example, you know, in Africa, who explains the challenges of a young 17-year-old boy who knows there's no prospect of growing food on a farm because of climate and who's forced to move and who will make desperate choices. So I think young people get that linked up part of it, that it's not just about climate, it's about security, it's about human rights. I'd like to ask you about uh, your role as ambassador to the United Nations and Ireland's bid uh, to take a a seat on the Security Council. But uh, before uh, you tell us about that, uh, what does becoming a free man of Drogheda mean? Will you be able to graze your sheep uh, uh, on green hills? (laughs) Well, first of all, I'll be calling myself a free woman, of course. 
um, and um, I'll, I'll, I would like to point out that uh, over more than 150 years, there have only been two other women who've been honoured like this, Mother Mary Martin, whom we all uh, know and revere, and another woman who's a real role model for me, President Mary Robinson. Um, so she, I asked uh, President Robinson if she had grazed her sheep. She didn't admit to it, so I better not try and do something that the women before me haven't done. Mm. But I would like to think that it actually welcomes me home uh, in a special way. And uh, it's not that I need to be a free woman to love my town, but uh, I did say uh, recently uh, many times you can take the girl out of Drogheda but never take Drogheda out of the girl. So it just reinforces the deep uh, attachment I have to the town. All right. I think it would be impossible to talk to you today about your role as ambassador to uh, the United Nations and Ireland's bid to take a a place on uh, the Security Council without talking uh, about uh, the killing of uh, Kwasam Salalami uh, and uh, the legality of America's uh, attack on Iran and what that has done to international relations and indeed how uh, some are fearful that it could result in World War III uh, and uh, Article 5 of NATO and the idea that uh, an attack on one is an attack on all and that uh, there should be a collective uh, defence. Do we really want to stand behind President Trump and is that what's involved in our bid to take a place on the Security Council? Well, no, it's not what's involved in our bid. Uh, First of all, our bid for the Security Council is very much a reflection of Ireland's values and principles that have sort of defined us in our foreign policy for the the 75 years the UN has been established and uh, for all the time that we've been a member at the UN. People know that we're, as as the listeners know, we're not a member of NATO. Um, We are, on the other hand, a member of the EU and, as, as you know, a very active one and our voice matters and registers in the European Union and the, at the top levels in the European Union today in fact there's a discussion in Brussels um, on the ongoing tension with Iran what has happened uh, in terms of our reaction to it has been that we have called uh, for a significant and immediate de-escalation in these tensions um, you used a, a worrying term there about World War Three. you know people know that global tensions these days can just uh, become uh, almost out of control very quickly and none of us want to see that. Our everything about Ireland at the UN and our bid for the Security Council is about sitting around tables to work out our problems, listening and talking. We don't believe there are military solutions, frankly, to any of the big challenges that we're facing today, not least the one you've referred to there. Um, so uh, nobody's under any illusions that Ireland's own, you know, our own troubled history teaches us that it's only when we sit down, uh, and we've just seen that again uh, at the weekend in Northern Ireland with the Thonish, the Simon Coveney um, and his British counterpart party in Northern Ireland are coming to the table again. The solution is always in talking and listening and that's what we will argue for when we set up the Security Council and that's what we're arguing for today. All right. Well, thank you indeed uh, for joining us. I'm sure there'll be uh, many people and in particular a lot of uh, young people uh, who'll be very eager to meet you at your old school in Green Hills. uh, And uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people uh, who will wish you well as you assume uh, the role of free woman of Drogheda when it's conferred on you later this evening. Thank you indeed. Thank you very much, Michael. Geraldine Byrne-Nason, Ireland's ambassador to the United Nations in New York. Michael Michael Reed Reed on on LMFM. LMFM. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.